Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, October 4th. On this date in 1931, the comic strip Dick Tracy made its debut. Happy 91st anniversary. And on this date in 1957, a sitcom told from a kid's point of view made its debut. The lead character was an eight-year-old boy with an unusual nickname. And all these years later, it's still popular in reruns. Can you guess the show I'm talking about? I'll have that answer coming right up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your Tuesday forecast. Oh, we're off to a chilly start here on our Tuesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine starting on the 40s to around 50 degrees. Warm into the low to mid 60s by lunchtime and up around 70 degrees for a high temperature this afternoon. Up a little bit from yesterday and feel much better just getting all that sunshine that was absent yesterday. 75 tomorrow will be near 80 on Thursday, 82 on Friday. Now a weak cold front does come into our area Friday night. I'll cool us back down in the 70s, but I do expect to stay dry. Just a few clouds Saturday at 76, 72 and sunshine on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And here's a look at your headlines. Fire investigators are working to determine the cause of a fire that damaged an abandoned two-story home in a neighboring building in downtown Charleston. That fire was reported on Reed Street around 2.30 yesterday afternoon. When Charleston firefighters arrived, they saw that fire coming from a two-story home. Additional units from Charleston, Mount Pleasant, and North Charleston fire departments were called in. But when the fire began to spread to a home next door, firefighters called in a second alarm. It took about 45 minutes to get both of those fires under control, and at least three people in the house that was occupied are now displaced. No one was injured. The American Red Cross is helping those victims from the second building. We now know the name of the motorcyclist killed this weekend in a crash involving a pickup truck. The Berkeley County coroner identified the victim as 23-year-old Anthony Sperduto of Somerville. Troopers say two motorcycles were on Highway 6 near Cross Saturday afternoon when a truck crossed the center line and hit one of them, killing Sperduto. The other rider was taken to the hospital after trying to avoid the crash. There's no word on whether the truck driver will be ticketed. Highway Patrol is currently investigating the incident. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office is asking for help finding a missing 16-year-old boy. Jalik Washington was last seen yesterday at his home on Donwood Drive. Deputies say he's known to frequent the Somerville and Latson areas. If you do know where he is, you're asked to call that number. It's listed right there on your screen, 843-202-1700. Big changes could be coming to Dorchester County when it comes to funding multiple road projects. Yeah, Dorchester County Council, they're pushing amendments to a third reading on the one cent sales tax. Anna Harris has more on why more changes are trying to be made. Dorchester County Council says they want the language on the one cent sales tax to be more transparent to the voters. This includes having to make adjustments to the current wording and removing projects like the Ladson Road extension from the list. 
The Dorchester County Council voted unanimously to push one cent sales tax amendments to a third reading. One of the amendments is to the original significance list nixing the Latin Road extension. Another amendment adds language about encouraging commuting on paths by biking or walking to alleviate traffic. Which one of the things we really just tried to do was be very focused on green space language being specifically for green space to buy and conserve property. And then we moved trails up to the first question infrastructure so that we can do pedestrian and bike path improvements specifically for the sawmill branch trail. That will allow us to be able to do some trail work that's important for people to get out and have alternative access besides just cars. Council will have a third reading on the amendments on October 17th. Chinnis says it's possible to see additional amendments still made before the November election. In Dorchester County, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. 100,000 more families in our state have internet access than compared to this time last year. Governor Henry McMaster and U.S. Representative James Clyburn say their timeline to get more people connected has been pushed up. That's because hundreds of millions of dollars going towards the effort. South Carolina is putting nearly half a billion dollars toward broadband expansion across the state. Right now, there are still parts of the state that don't have internet access. According to estimates, upwards of 150,000 homes are still not connected. The state says another $180 million will be awarded later this year. The Democratic nominee for Governor Joe Cunningham will be holding a campaign event today here in the Low Country. It'll be at the Charleston Poorhouse from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's over on James Island on Maybank Highway. A reservation is required to attend the event. We'll have a link to that on our website at live5news.com. Republic, Republican incumbent Governor Henry McMaster temporarily suspended campaign events due to Hurricane Ian. He was scheduled to appear at a tailgate ahead of the Clemson game on Saturday, but canceled that event. No other campaign events are on his schedule at this time. Well, tonight, the South Carolina Department of Education will be unveiling its 34th annual African-American history calendar. Officials say they are honored to showcase this year's honorees who have had a remarkable impact on South Carolina and the nation. Lauren Quinlan joining us live. And Lauren, what are they highlighting this upcoming year for that calendar? Good morning. Good morning, Aisha, Katie. Each year, the planning committee looks at something unique to South Carolina, and they decided to highlight the International African American Museum that is set to open right here in Charleston next year. The calendar first launched in 1989. It's, it's designed to assist students in learning more about the contributions of African Americans who have connections to the state. Derek Phillips with the SC Department of Education says this year's theme celebrates the highly anticipated International African American Museum. The calendar will feature different artifacts that will be displayed throughout the museum, giving visitors and tourists an inside look of what's to expect before it opens. Phillips says there will be 16 diverse honorees featured in the calendar. There will also be information on who these people were and the impact they had on the state and overall the nation. The SC Department of Education uses what's in the calendar and applies it to the state's social studies standards. It's, it's really special to be able um, to share the, the knowledge and um, just the history with students in the classroom. So it, it, goes, it goes beyond just the calendar itself. The honorees are selected by the public and then reviewed by the SC Department of Education's planning committee. If you are interested in submitting an honoree for the 2024 calendar, you can fill out a form at scafricanamerican.com or just click on the story on my5news.com.
Tonight's unveiling is at 7 p.m. at the Coker Center for the Arts in Columbia. Now, if you are in the greater Charleston area, you can still participate. There will be a live stream, and you can also download a digital version of that calendar later on this week. All that is on our website. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. The Charleston Animal Society is asking for your help. Yeah, they say they've been over capacity with dogs throughout the summer, but they are hoping the public will open their homes to even just one dog so they can make some room for displaced animals following the hurricane. Our Molly McBride joins us live from the Charleston Animal Society now. So tell us more about their efforts before, during, and now after Hurricane Ian. The Charleston Animal Society says they moved about 140 animals out of Florida before Hurricane Ian. They dispersed cats throughout animal shelters in South Carolina and moved dogs from Florida through Alabama and into Northern Virginia to other shelters to be adopted. Now, post-storm, they are continuing to work with Florida shelters and their partners in Horry and Georgetown counties. However, the Animal Society says they're running into a problem. They want to rescue more displaced dogs, but don't have any room in the shelter or any shelter in South Carolina for that matter. I spoke to president and CEO of the Charleston Animal Society, Joe Elmore, who is asking the public to make room for one more so they can continue rescuing animals in South Carolina all the way down to Florida. We're not bringing dogs into South Carolina because there's no space for South Carolina dogs now. And that's why we need folks to come in and adopt because all of our shelters across the state are over capacity. And we need to solve that problem first so that we can continue rescuing these other dogs. Elmore says they put about $3,000 into each dog but are waiving all adoption fees with the hope of clearing their shelter. For a link to the adoptable animal search, visit live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I mentioned the sitcom told from a child's point of view that premiered on this date in 1957. That show was Leave It to Beaver. Believe it or not, it almost didn't make it to a second season. CBS dropped the show after its first season, but ABC picked it up and it stayed on the air for five more years. And one year older today, rap producer Russell Simmons is 65 and actress Alicia Silverstone is 46. Thanks for starting your morning with Live 5 News and please stay safe today. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.